0: Hello, I'm Candace.
1: And I'm John. And And this this is is The guest Guest List.
0: Where we discuss not just surviving in a relationship, but flourishing in a healthy relationship.
1: Where we look to grow from selfish to selfless in pursuit of our happily ever after. So here we are. Finally, after all of this time of talking about it. We're actually doing it. We're actually doing our first podcast. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> just happens to be on Memorial Day, and we got the time available to do so. How you feeling today?
0: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Full of barbecue.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you excited about this? I mean, this is our first time doing this first episode.
0: Yeah, so I don't really know what to expect. I'm just here having a conversation with my man, and... Hopefully that goes well.
1: It yeah. should be simple since we have enough conversations every day anyway. That's true. Yeah. So what anybody who tunes in might wonder is, why is the name The Guest List? And it's kind of a a little joke between us that we ended up coming up with. You want to kind of tell the people?
0: Well, you know, you start dating someone and eventually your friends, they get to ask and, so... You gonna invite me to the wedding (laughs) you know it's just a common thing that comes up you date for a few months and everyone assumes there's a wedding coming afterwards so or assumes that they would be invited to said wedding
1: (laughs) yeah that's that was that was the the funny thing to me was just like a lot of people some of them being people you wonder like why would they probably even want to come or whatever but it just kind of gets funny like everybody is oh wants to celebrate you and then they all of a sudden just kind of invite themselves or just let me know and I'll make sure I'll be ready to fit in my size or whatever so everybody kind of senses something coming and they try to get in where they fit in and join in so it was like funny because we was like you know we're gonna need to have some sort of guest list or figure it out so that's where we come up with the guest list
0: yeah so we're hoping that this podcast just is let you into our lives and our relationship and just kind of some of the things that we've been watching and building on in our relationship.
1: Yeah. A lot of work that we've been putting on, putting in from day one. I mean, some of it is just taking in lessons and learning how to incorporate things. But a lot of it is, you know, just some of it trial and error. Some of it, us hitting the head on the wall, our heads on the wall and be like, okay, there's a better way we could do that, and trying to Definitely. figure that out. So it's really, we just want to, you know, help anybody else, but at the same time be examples right. of, you know, to prevent anybody else, if they're in a situation like that, they know that how they could possibly navigate it, to not, you know, have the same bruises that we might have occurred in the situation here or there, and continuing on. So, I think that's a important thing to do, and be in today's society. Um, I mean, when it comes to our purpose, you know, with this podcast, um, I know early on there was a lot to be said about us. This being our testimony in some sort of way, our relationship being a testimony, because it's it's evidence and it shows us on our journey individually to coming together and continuing on with our relationship all the way to the point of marriage and beyond. So I know that um, this is really a purpose driven thing It's just, you know, it could be entertaining and it could be fun, but we are really speaking with a purpose with everything that we're talk about here.
0: Exactly. And I don't know if y'all know this, but John and I have been friends for probably what, like 10 years yeah. before we started dating and we never really looked at each other in that way. no, <laughs> Well, you didn't have to say it so well, fast.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, not looked at each other that way. What I'm saying is, is that uh, I told you, I knew that you were a beautiful woman and everything. But at the points and times, I was never, you know, operating in the way where I was eyeing you like, hey, for a relationship. Right. I knew you were a beautiful woman. I loved the way that you carried yourself. You were very articulate. You know, there was those things I noticed about you. So. At the point in time where I was at in my life, I always kind of felt you to be uh, out of my league. Or, you know, so it was just like, okay, I'm not even, or either that or I was not in the space to where I even wanted to waste, the joke, waste your time. Yeah. So it's a combination of those, so, you know, that's why it that happened. But then all of a sudden, we're conversating a little bit, you know, and you be a friendly with social media. You don't see people, you know, day in and day out. And then it's just kind of like, hey, here, hey, there. And then it's just like, you know what? I would like to get to know you a little better.
0: You slid in my DMs?
1: Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's kinda of funny. I not only did I slide in your DMs, it was kinda of like, you know, the Jordan documentary when they showed Jordan hitting that last, that his last shot in the oh, end really? Yeah. That last <laughs> shot as a bull to win the championship. No, that's like what that was. yeah, that's how I slid in the DM. <laughs> I slid in and I ended anything else that was going on. Like, that's a, ra- that's yeah, a wrap. That's a you did. And yeah. everything. Yeah, like, that's a wrap. So, y'all, you know, anybody else, whatever you're trying, it doesn't matter. We're closing the stands. Final yeah. call for alcohol.
0: <laughs> my point was before I got distracted on that, <laughs> was that before me and John started dating, I had a journal that I wrote in, you know, the things I first saw in my future. And I put in there that I wanted a marriage. I wanted to be married, and I wanted my marriage to be a testimony. And so, like he says, part of our purpose, you know, you can't have a testimony without going through a test. So, you know, be careful what you ask for, because we've been dating now, uh, it's been almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. And so we've had little tests, (laughs) little trials come up, and so, you know like he said, trying to navigate that and figuring out how we... I like the
1: way you say that, Tess. Yeah. The little Tess. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you know, how to merge a blended family. We, it was just different personalities. There's just so many things have come up and just figuring out how you um, put John plus Candace together Yeah. and make a family work.
1: Yeah, and the situation is, you know, uh, really unique because We've both been previously married.
0: Right. We're both divorced. We're both
1: divorced. We both have kids from previous relationships.
0: We both didn't want any more kids.
1: Both didn't want any more kids. So it's like, how do you blend this together? And it's like you're fighting against, um, the when you're used to being single or used to being on your own, you, you have all of these different behaviors and characteristics that you go through day in and day out. And it's like, now all of a sudden it's like, okay, so how do I show this person the adoration and love? But still, like maintain this, and it's, it's it could be difficult at right. times. So you know, you you end up being opposing forces until you really come to uh, peace with the fact that you can't really navigate your days, your weeks like you did before there was a right. significant other. So yeah.
0: Yeah. it's been hard. We're both stubborn. I think John, affectionately known as Ag, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is right.
0: He is more so known as being like this stubborn bullheaded one but i'm stubborn in my own right too you know when he came in i kind of was like you know i've been doing things my way for yeah. a long time and i don't need anyone else you know making suggestions here or there you know but just realizing you know this is what i prayed for this is what i asked for and learning how to communicate along the way i feel like it's very important and if I wanted to be single, and if I didn't want to change any aspects of my life or if I wanted to stay an independent woman, I mean, you can't do that while asking for a husband at the same time. You have to open yourself up to change. You have to um, humble yourself, so it's been a lot of that. I
1: think that's pretty unique because I I, I just think that that uh, statement that you just made, considering the fact that, you know, there's all these popular sayings when it comes to like social media and everybody. You know, when people say, Well, you're single until you're married. Right. And it's like, Yeah, I understand that on the title, but yeah, you're not a husband until you're married. You're not but a you wife. But you
0: need to start acting like one before. Yeah.
1: But it's, so, And my whole question was like, Okay, so how do you know you want to marry a person if you don't see them displaying what makes them? a husband or a wife beforehand. Exactly. So, you know, it's always been a humorful thing. And, you know, you get into conversations with people and those emotions start coming out. And usually those emotions come out in that discussion because of insecurities or prior prior baggage a person has. It's no different than having a discussion about uh, who pays the mortgage or who's this. Right. All of these conversations where people are getting into debates about anything having to do with relationships, is usually showing from where they are and, and you know mentally with certain issues whether or not they have a certain baggage or whether they're open to certain things because if you're not it's always going to seem like somebody is just rubbing you the wrong way with that thing and that's, it, there's no rule book actually into a, a relationship on how to do it you, it's kind of like what works for you right. or what works for y'all and it might not be what works for the next couple but exactly. that's irrelevant it's about what works for y'all
0: and what John and I have done, we 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 have really put in a lot of work. We um, read a devotional every, every day, night. every yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, every night. We um, we talk a lot when we've been doing so from like the get go of our relationship. So it could be something happened. We could be watching Insecure and something yeah. happen, and we'll pause, ha- and pause, have a discussion. and have a whole dis- discussion breakdown of you know and it could be anything and so that's kind of just what this is is where we're bringing our discussions to you guys so you know y'all can get a front seat to you know what kind of topics or issues come up in our relationship
1: yeah that is true yeah All Right. that kind of leads us into why we're here today yes so last night we watched The Relationship Goals video from Pastor Mike Todd of Transformation Church. Mm -hmm. And it was the part one of the rip up the list. And we decided that, you know, after watching it, like this would be a, a great time for us to go ahead and begin, you know, our podcast and actually using that as a jumping off topic. I mean, we watched it in full. We took down some talking points from it, you know, and everything. But I think it was just really interesting you know some of the things he said it was very entertaining actually he was really energetic while he was on the yes, stage i think he was. said several times how he kept moving around but you could tell that the word was really moving him doing that and he really wanted what he was saying to hit home with a lot of people and there was a lot of things that were said that we at the time where we met we had kind of identified that initially on you know heading into it and then afterwards is like that stuff that he was like that we had to sooner or later even though we j- just watched this, but it was after we were together, it was like, okay, these are some different you know, changes we will have to make, and you know adjustments we will have to make if we want to be successful in our relationship. All right, all right. So I think we'll get in. I think let's you know, check out a clip to talk one of the main key points where he's talking about the list that we all make going into you know, a relationship or deciding that you want to have a relationship you know, building a list on what it is that you're looking for.
2: And, and all of us have some type of list, a list for our relationship, the list for our business, the list for what time we should get married and when we should be able to build the house and when we're going to have kids. We have these lists. And what God told me is that I am not a God of your list. He told me, he said, Michael, many of my children are disappointed in relationships because they have made their list and they're asking me to be Santa Claus, to be the tooth fairy. Would you please, since I've been nice and i naughty, will you please give me my list? Uh Uh-oh, I'm in somebody's house right now. And God says, I am not the God of the list. And, 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 and so he gave me this title and I need everybody to buckle up right now because I'm going to say something very strong and, and, and very direct. But I think it's going to change your life. The title of today's sermon is rip up your list.
0: Wow, that was a great um, clip. It had a lot of good points. Um, John, did you have a list?
1: I can say that I had a list but uh, uh <laughs> all right so or right, yeah i had a list i believe everybody has a list i definitely had a list in my head of um what i felt like was necessary that i couldn't really have a relationship without some of the things on the list and you know as i've gotten older the list has changed over time so yeah what about you so
0: yeah i actually found a list that i made I don't know, like several years back.
1: I mean, I can't even think that's a list. I think that's a book. It's it's,
0: it's like two pages front and back. And then I put, Lord, you said be specific. Yeah. But like I have like tall with a pretty smile. I mean, how tall are you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm six (laughs) even.
0: I'm like almost five nine. So I guess that'll do. Um, You know, I put um, romantic. We'll spend time playing dates make me feel desired and special um likes to travel we have a funny story about that yeah, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say that one <laughs> um
0: good sense of humor um doesn't want any more kids i mean i just had a whole long list honest trustworthy supportive you know so some of the stuff was good um and even i remember when i was like college age i was more superficial as far as specific you know, look wise, I wanted me a little pretty boy with light eyes and curly hair, yeah. <laughs> you know, I went through that phase, but as I started to grow in my Christian walk um, with God, you know, you start realizing the type of men that you're choosing and the type of, situ I won't even say relationships, the type of situationships or relationships that you end up getting yourself yeah. into, um, and so I had a Asked, I found another thing in my um, iPhone notepad. It said, Lord, what would you want for me? And so I think that was good that I, you know, thought about that and it changed like a Christian man, someone that's respectful, a gentleman, someone that will be supportive of my dreams, but allow me to support his as well. Um, and someone that's, you know, secure in himself. So, you know, I think the older you get, the more mature you get, you start making lists of stuff that is, um, you know, will help you grow, help build a foundation on a relationship and it's not based off of superficial qualities.
1: Yeah. So, like, you just having that whole segment right there where you're going over your list, like, I guess you would say I kind of had a typical man list. Like, um, wasn't as detailed as you, but... We come from two different backgrounds. Right. So I think that really played a part in it. I think that uh really you um having a church background in your life and really you know being active that definitely helped you know you be more uh alert and within your spirit, like speaking to things that mattered more so. Mine was pretty much vague um in some aspects uh I was not a person. If we went over my dating history, yeah, it seems like I have a, a I'm more prone to a lighter complexion than a darker complexion, but I don't have, like, a specific preference, so that wasn't nothing that was on my list. Um, Shapely is still not, you know, something specific. I just know, if we're being honest, I knew that uh, I wanted a, a Nubian queen. That's I knew that I wanted a black woman, it's just there's no... There's nothing that compares to the beauty of a black woman. Now, when we get some specifics, typical man thing, I needed a a woman that was sexually in touch with herself. I needed somebody that uh, th- there could be that type of chemistry. I didn't want somebody I needed to uh, work a while to, around the shyness, like we seen on the the Married in First Sight at First Sight um, show that situation, but also didn't want anybody that was too wild that I wouldn't want to be like in public with them or something like, which just being obvious. Like, you know, the guys, our ego come into play when it deals with a woman. So you don't want, you know, you don't want to be walking with a woman on your arm and you proud and then and it's like, it comes in like, oh, is she this, she that, and you like, dang, I didn't know this, like you didn't disclose that. Like those type of things because as a guy, like I said, our ego come into play and it might seem shallow or whatnot, but for guys, you know, that comes into play and I think women are kind of way more lenient or just I understanding. I assume
0: every man that we're with has Yeah. Been a hoe yeah. Ass. Can yeah. I say hoe? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Been a hoe ass Yeah. Boy.
1: So I mean I understand that. So but I think that guys are not willing as not are not as accepting with certain situations as women could be. Um, let's see. Like the funny thing is with your list, like I said, with it being you know really god-based or church-based with your qualities that you're looking for um that's not
0: that wasn't on your list that right?
1: wouldn't have, no it wasn't on my list because the simple fact is that with that not being a part of my background naturally i mean like i went to church as a kid yeah at different points in times but i didn't really have that strong backing in the word i didn't you know know scripture or understand scripture like that I never really studied it, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up or even as a young adult. So that would have been something that I felt would have been a barrier because it'd have been like, you know, you would come to, Oh, did you hear that sermon? I'd be like, No. Like, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) obviously just not that um but for the major things that did matter to me with my list is that I needed somebody that was really loving and affectionate. Like one of the things is when you're a, a man and a black man at that is we face certain pressures in today's world right. and um and it's really easy for you know us to be demoralized in many different ways so i wanted to be able to have somebody that i felt really safe with that i could be vulnerable with that i could trust them with my emotions that they would continually build me up no matter what i didn't want somebody that would you know when i'm down kick me or anything, and I definitely didn't want anybody that, when I was dealing with any type of struggle, that they would abandon me and leave me, so those was, like, that was, like, actually some qualities that I actually looked for, but everything else kind of, you know, be superficial. Um, I definitely, honestly, on my list is anybody I dealt with had to have a kid, like, (laughs) had to have a kid, because it was, like, more so, especially as I got older, like, it went from, I need somebody that had a kid, or... Because I, you know, I became a dad younger, too, so it's like I didn't want to hear that. Well, you got a kid, and, you know, that's your kid. Like, right. I don't want to get into it. So I needed somebody that understood parenthood and, you know, and was willing to deal with that, just like I believe a lot of women that if they're a single mom, they're looking for a guy that understands and willing to step in and know that they're coming into a certain role. But also, as we got older, I looked for somebody who didn't want anymore. Like, right. I don't. Yeah. I, so I could not deal with a woman that, has no kids or anything and then we discussed
0: that very yeah like like that that was like a second yeah like phone conversation yeah that was definitely
1: (laughs) yeah some you know but we did like I said we did a good job you mentioned earlier we have these conversations where we really dive in really deep and express a lot of things and we communicate with each other a lot and so and I, I mean that's why I tell you all the time you're my best friend you know my best friend, day in and day out, no matter what I'm dealing with, I just bring it to you. Like, I mean, we talk coworkers, and, you know, stuff like that at work mm-hmm. and everything. I'm lunch break. Hey, baby, this check this out. This what happened up here today. You know, you're the first person I'm, you know, reach out to day in and day out. It don't matter what it is. You know?
0: Well, that's how it's supposed to be, right?
1: Uh, that is how it's supposed to be, but it just naturally takes place. So, now, nah, So we mentioned these lists, right? Mm-hmm. And we know everybody has lists. You know, some people. Have lists out there, you know, like Pastor Side said, you know, they wanted somebody six, seven, mm-hmm. light skin with green eyes and stuff like that. Like with someone
0: with a lot of money, yeah. they can be a stay-at-home mom, yeah, you stuff know, stuff
1: like that. So, with that being said, like how for us, we had our list, but how is our list actually playing into the purpose that we have, that we feel like we're serving together? Versus maybe what we originally wanted.
0: Um, well, I know that how you serve my purpose is that, you know, like I said, I was used to being like a single mom for several years. I actually have three kids. Um, their dads are present in their lives. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I was taking care of them Monday through Friday. And so... Just having someone that would cater to my needs, you know, I'm also a nurse, so it's my job to take care of other people. So John really sees me and sees, although I'm a strong person and I can handle a lot, he immediately came in and said, what can I take off of your plate? What can I do for you? Like he started meal prepping um, my lunches every day at work. You know, he didn't have to do that. I didn't ask him. But it's something that he saw that he wanted to take off my plate. Um, go, And when we first started dating, I already had a trip planned to Jamaica, you know, for a new yeah. relationship. Yeah. He was, like, real <laughs> hesitant about, you know, oh, my girl's going to Jamaica with... Like, a group of
1: girls. Listen, that is, like... And one and, dude, yeah. you know? In the middle of, like, you, like, in the first couple months of you getting in a relationship, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. We having a girls' trip. And the first thing coming to your head is, like, whatever you've seen in the movie, like, some <laughs> crazy scenario those where they Instagram just, Yeah, or so it. that type of stuff is just, like, you hear those horror stories and everything, and I'm like, oh... Then you just like you're back here and you're just like waiting for that FaceTime to come through. You are like, I can't wait till she get on Wi Fi so right. I can hear from her. Exactly. So
0: exactly. But while I was gone, you know, he actually um, you know, came to my house and he I needed some pictures hung up. He hung those, he cleaned out my pantry, he cleaned my toilets, like did <laughs> all this stuff that I was like At first, I was, like, kind of feeling vulnerable. Like, he went into all these areas of my house. But, like, he cleaned up. And when I came back, I came back to, like, a clean home. You know, stuff that I had been putting off for a year was, like, now done and in place. And so it was those things that I didn't even know that I needed that John stepped in for me. Um, And so it's a way where I, you know, in the Bible, it talks about a helpmate. And I really feel like he does... You know, I don't need a man that to come in that's like, you know, throwing all this money at me and flaunting all this. I needed a man to see that, you know, I'm independent. I do a good job taking care of myself, but he's really like taking some of the burdens off my back of just like the day to day. And so even the vision that I saw for myself, you know, in the church or in ministry, maybe later, it's like John had similar things in his background where he felt like, Some of the things that he had went through, you know, he could help somebody. So I really started to see like kind of these little pieces of the puzzle coming together and starting to see the big picture of, oh, you know, this may be why all of a sudden after 10 years that we're at a place where we can't really see each other. And we are really opposite. So, you know, anyone that would hear us being together is like, what? not John? Like, are you sure? Ag, is that the right person? You know. They, most people were were really shocked when we were, got together, but they don't see this other side of our dynamic and how we really like flow smoothly together. Yeah,
1: that's correct. Um, I think, uh, it, matter of fact, I was very intentional um, when we first started dating. Uh, didn't know about your list. Or, you know, I didn't even really ask about specifically what was it that you were looking for anything. But I remember I made it my mission to find whatever it is. I told you, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I could take off your plate. I'm going to take it. And I said, and as we keep going, there'll be more stuff I could take off your plate. And I'll just keep on taking off your plate until the scale is balanced and you feel, you know, whatever is on your shoulders to be lighter. So the meal prep thing came because... I Meal prep myself. Mm-hmm. You were when you had your lunches, you always be going somewhere to pick something out. And I was like, Well, I could just start doing my meal prep for you, too. And you'd be like doing it and then dropping it off, having you pick it up on a Sunday or bringing it and dropping it off. And then, you know, along the way, anytime you said anything, you were just like, Oh, I need my you know, smoke the Texas check. And I was like, Oh, I could do that, you know, and I have. A lot of experience, just hands on doing, just manual labor. Oh, baby, remember
0: when we got into it over that? What was it? The headlight. <laughs> yeah, the of headlight. My car? Like I, one of my headlights went out, and so he was like, "Yeah, meet me. It's late." You know, he's like. Meet me at my uh, place.
1: Yeah, because remember, at first I was going to do it. I told you I was going to do it the next day. I said, I'm going to come to your job. I'm going to change it while you're at work. The next day. And then I couldn't wait.
0: Yeah, he (laughs) he went to, like, but AutoZone that day, got the part. Right
1: before close. (laughs) Right.
0: And so he's, you know, I think he thought it was going to be that simple task. But he had a hard time, like, because you had to, like, get under the... (laughs) wedge
1: your hand. Yeah, Yeah, it was...
0: This man was sweating out there, like, he was determined <laughs> to change, and I was like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: nah. Ain't no okay. okay. Once I said I can get it done, I'm gonna get it done. That's just what it was. You remember you trying to open up some YouTube yeah, videos to help me? Yeah, I tried me? to look up a YouTube video. I was video heated. He got hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was heated. I don't need that video. I got this under control. The like, problem is I can't fit my hand in this small area.
0: Yeah, he was sweating, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Well, you know, when we talk about, like I said, my list and everything, uh, I can say that I knew it wasn't about what I want and that it was a purpose-serving relationship that we were going to have and that we were building was, <laughs> and it could sound corny to anybody, but I really don't care because it's the truth. Certain appetites in my life started increasing before we got before I even, you know, before the sliding and DMs or whatever, I was already in a space where I was wanting more in life. And I was trying to, I was self-correct. I had spent a couple of years really just getting my mind right, you know, not being in a, a relationship and, you know, changing my frame of mind. But when we did started talking, um, my appetite for the word increased. It wasn't driven by you. It wasn't, Uh you would be, you know, because I'd be like, I cook brunch. And you'd be like, I'm going to church. And then, you know, I remember asking, I'm like, i will go to church with you. (laughs) And then you was like, you were serving that Sunday, but I remember watching it online. Mm -hmm. And then even then, like, I was watching church online while you was actually there. You know, we both members of Lighthouse Church. And uh, shout out Pastor Keon. But uh, I remember... Watching and watching and listening to Pastor Keyon's sermons, and it was the first time in a very long time that I was hungry for the word. Right. And it was like I wanted to dive deeper in it so much that throughout the week now, I just found myself just randomly listening to sermon after sermon like i had went back like a year on that I youtube you channel
0: up on yeah all the sermons basically yeah.
1: i did and it was like each whatever the the series was he was working on i had went back and watched all of those and like took notes and everything else but my i no longer my appetite built up for the word and at that time i felt you know talking to you i felt like oh She's supposed to bring me back into the fold. If I'm a black sheep, she's supposed to bring me back into the, you know, flock or whatever the word. And that's how I felt. And even then, it's like we started going to church together. And I didn't like join right away. I needed it, you know, on my timing. And um. Y'all,
0: yeah, I never pressured him. I never. <laughs> he was asking me like, oh, I want to go to church or, yeah. you know. So, ladies, you know. If a man, you shouldn't have to drag your man to church. If, you know, they should authentically want that, you know, on their on their own, because when they're doing it just for you, you know, as soon as they have you and you get into it, they'll stop coming. You
1: know, I'm a firm believer in that because I can honestly say that uh, in life and anything, if it was because I was doing it because. I felt like it was value to somebody else and yeah. then, you know, they would appre- it was like I would do it, but immediately if that was taken away, then I would stop. Right. But there's no I wouldn't stop. Um my you know, I wouldn't change my church life right now or my spiritual journey. And then the other thing was that, you know, that was the key thing at that point in time. I definitely, you know, you were beautiful. I'm so deeply in love with you and mm-hmm. you know this. But There was also the way that you cared for me. I came from a background of a lot of relationships. And so on my list where I said I needed somebody that was loving and affectionate, I needed somebody that could understand. And I needed somebody that was going to look at me and not judge me, you know, on certain things and everything. And actually just see me for me and see what it is that I really had to offer and then be supportive of me and uh, you just had all these things that you just you spoke to me and it just woke me up in every way like no matter what i was doing so it was like you know i was working and everything and i was working nights then but it was like i would be at work but it was like we would had text conversations then we was just like oh on my lunch break we'll talk to you like we just we made it work period yeah. with busy lives and everything we made it work so it was like on the weekend you got to do something with the kids okay well I'm gonna do something at this point. We gonna, you know, we get, we had these gaps and we just fixed, you know, fixed it up, and just made sure that we had to line all up. But I, you know, some of it was what I want. But the more, I wouldn't even say materialistic or the misogynistic, you know, little things that might be on a person's list on a man's list. Those things were not there at you know the age of 38. What really matters to me was on my list, and uh, and it really spoke to a, a, a stronger purpose. And it really, when you came into my life in that way, outside of you know from being friends, that's really where it took me to that next level. Now, um, in the in the video, you know, in the YouTube video by uh, Pastor Todd, and he was breaking down. He was talking about. Um, Joseph, the story of Joseph. We're talking about Joseph. You know, if you're not familiar with the story of Joseph, Joseph um, was loved by his dad so much that he gave him a coat that was different from his brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up having a dream where he felt from his, his vision from the dream basically said that his brothers would kneel to mm-hmm. him. And um, they really did not like yeah. that. They mm-hmm. really detested him for that. And uh, so. He had a dream, and his dream was he was gonna he was gonna be in the palace. And <clears throat> Pastor Todd talks about the simple fact that that was his dream, and at that point in time, that was his dream. He probably assumed he
0: was gonna go straight to that yeah. It's palace. gonna go
1: like oh my, <laughs> this is gonna be a straight line right here. I dreamed this this day; these things are gonna happen. My brothers
0: are gonna support me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's gonna end up right there. And there was this list of things that he felt was going to happen and there was a difference between the storyline in which he probably figured his dream was going to carry him versus the journey that he actually took Mm -hmm. to end up in the palace, which he did end up there, but that journey was totally different. Yeah, it's a long route. Um, So in our relationship, right, we talk about, you know, getting to this point and being where we are, like, I can, you know, day in and day out, I tell you, I know that you're my wife, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we do everything we can to be supportive and to continue to build and strengthen our foundation in our relationship. Dream versus the journey so far. So, when we got together, I was very much, I knew early on, I told you that I felt a certain way about you, and I could see certain things. I never... Even when I got to the point where I was telling you that I loved you, it wasn't about pressing you, but in my head, I definitely romanticized, mm-hmm. and in my head, I had this vision, you know, <laughs> of how this was going to be, or that was going to be, and everything else. Um, what kind of dreams did you have at the moment? When you, like, when it got to that point, you got to the and you was like, okay, I do love your, you know, I went from the man to actually your man, right. which is a funny story. But when that happened, like, did you ever have, like, a dream, like, a romanticized vision in your head that you kind of saw playing out?
0: Well, I think the dream starts with women, kind of, like, early on. You know, you think, like, oh, I'll go to college. I'll meet this man in college. We'll get married and have kids and we'll all live happily ever after. But in reality, for a lot of people, that's not what happens. You know, I got Married at a young age, yeah. Divorced at a young age, same, same. I already, you know, had two kids, and then had another relationship that it didn't work out, and I really started to feel like this dream I had of being married and having a family had already failed. Like I felt like that pit that Joseph felt like he was thrown into, like when your, you know, brothers sell so, you yeah, out into slavery I'm like this is not what I had planned I did not plan on being a single mother of three kids so already my dream was already like derailed and I really started to think for myself like you know this married by 30 you see those memes married yeah. by 30 was looking real 40ish yeah you know? yeah and I kind of had that sentiment that whole you know I kind of was uh not really having faith anymore that I was gonna find someone that I would be compatible with, and they would tolerate me, and I would tolerate them, and we would have a good, successful relationship. So when I met, when well, when we, me and you first decided to, mm-hmm. you know, start dating, yeah, I think I still kind of was in that like had my guard up stage. Ooh, that's you an know? understatement.
1: <laughs> understatement.
0: Because like my dream already had been shattered. And so I was like, okay, well he's talking all this stuff right now, like you know, oh I'm gonna take this stuff off your plate. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. And what I keep on saying, like, oh yeah. I'm gonna record you yeah. and play this. Yeah, like, we're my tape recorder. At? Yeah, we're my tape recorder because I'm gonna play this back three months from now. So it's been past three months. He's yeah. still saying the same stuff, but um, you know, I really. I really, you know, I think we had this thing when we're dating and everything is all good and we're in two separate places, but then we combined our lives even more, you know, and merging the kids together, and then it's just like, oh, you know.
1: See, now you're going into the journey. See, now you're going to, that's the, the realism. See that yeah. like, you know the dream was the dream was definitely a certain way. It was like in the dating early on. You know, it was like, okay, well, you know, we keep our kids like on the outside right, like, right. now. Like, everything is yeah, just oh, we need to make sure we we're compatible, good. we're good, and you know, and everything. And then you fall into that groove and it's all beautiful and it's like, you know what? Yeah, this is the one and you're getting into that and then I'm like, Okay, definitely I wanna propose, you know, you wanna get to that point and everything, and then it's you know, you keep going, then it's time, you know, that's that's the, you know, oh, we're going to do this, and then we're going to take trips, you <laughs> know what I'm saying, we're going to go do these things and everything, and then it's like, okay, that is... The fun stuff. That's the fun <laughs> stuff, but but what he, what he said, and uh, what Pastor Todd said in the sermon said, that is your list, and you made your list without God. Yeah. You know, like, how are you going to build your list and tell God, okay, I need you to make this happen, because you didn't do that list with God at the center. Right. This is what you want. Mm-hmm. It's not what you need. Mm-hmm. And it's not for the purpose that God has in mind for you. Right. So constantly God gives us these lessons saying, okay, that's nice. You know, it's kind of like a kid, when, I, when our children come and say, mm-hmm. all right, mom, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do here. And like, okay, well, thank you for telling me what you think we're going to yeah. do. But the reality is I'm saying this and this is what it is. So that's how, you know, God is looking at us when we're saying, oh, God, I just need you to do this, do this, do this. You know, I thought about it and this is really what is going to make me happy or make us happy. And and, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. But, you know, I got a purpose for you both. And in order for you to be able to serve the purpose, you need to do some things first. You need to experience some things. You need to go through some things. You need to be able to grow into your purpose. Exactly. And, you know, if I was to give you this, you're not going to fulfill your purpose, you know. So that's, you know, the dream was nice. But then the journey Mm
0: -hmm. was
1: oh so real because it became, not that it became difficult, but it just, it was a refresher. It was like our eyes was open to a whole different echelon of things. Then it was like, okay, you know, incorporating you know the family aspect yes. and the kids is just you know you you when you like for the man, for me, when you coming in and a, the woman has prior kids, teenagers are pretty much way more easier. But the younger the kid is, that child has a certain relationship with their mom and you know then their dad as well too. So you know that can lead to some difficulties you know for you. So you try to come in a certain way. You know, and uh, you're nervous about how those kids are going to see you. You know Uh what I'm saying? You're nervous about that. You're nervous about how that kid is going to respond to that parent when you're not around. Like, you know, because the kid in the middle will be like, oh, it's okay, and then, you know, leave. I mean, I told you. Me and my sisters? We didn't play with my mom. Yeah. Like, my mom, you had to do, you know, like, okay. We would go to the back of the house and plan, hey, we need to get this dude up out of here. He ain't going to work. So, you know, you do what you have to do. So you're trying to make sure you, you've you you've grown together in a certain way and you know what you want, but it's like, okay, now I need to add all these other pieces in. Right. And hope that what's in the pot, the taste don't change sour. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that, we had, a you know, some definitely really, some definitive moments in our relationship where we was like, okay, well, how do we do this? How we do that? Then, don't forget now, we had the other thing was when we was even becoming closer and we was integrating ourselves fully was you were used to being a certain way. I was used to being a certain way. And then like now when you're so closely together, you kind of like, okay, I'm kind of used to, You Mm -hmm. know, staying up all night doing this and doing that. And then it's like now you want to be considered as your significant other. You want to be, you know, there for them. You want, I want to satisfy my, you know, how I enjoy being, but it's like I can't fully enjoy how I want to be because now my concern is you as well. And so it's it's kind of difficult because you don't really feel like it's being selfish. Like I'm trying to love me how I'm used to loving me, but it's kind of hard to love yourself how you were when you were single, when you're in a relationship, because right, right. if you want to do that, you kind of have to stay single. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. John, he was definitely, I mean, I used to be a night owl, but with my work schedule, I'm getting up earlier. So I have to go to bed earlier. So John will stay up three, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, Yeah. you know? And, you know, even just our personalities as far as me, I'm super laid back. Like, nothing, like, literally the house has to be burning down for me to be, like, have a serious reaction. You know, John is more, like, orderly, you know, kind of wants things a certain way. Yeah, I'm very
1: much a disciplinarian. I don't (laughs) really, you know.
0: Disciplinarian and stuff like that. I mean,
1: anybody on social media probably knows it. Like, I am very outspoken and I say what I like or don't like and, you know. yes.
0: So... You know, and it could be something simple. Yeah, it can be. You know, it would be like we ordered something and got all the way home and they left out something, you know.
1: And you'll just kind of be like, oh, well, well we have
0: some of that we have in the fridge something at room.
1: home. And I'll be like, no, it's the principle. It's the, that's
0: his
1: word. It's, it's, the it's the principle. It's the principle. The <laughs> principle is we paid for something and it needs to be in the bag. And I'd be willing to go all the way back yes. to go and yes. get it. So, you know, those differences like really start coming out. And it's like, okay, the stubbornness then comes out mm-hmm. because you're like, okay, well, I'm used to doing it this way and, If you're not going to, you know, you're not going to come around to this, you know, whatever, like it's just stubborn. It's like you're you're trying to hear the other person, but you're really more so trying to keep it the way that you're comfortable with. And at that point in time, it's a lot of give that needs to be happening. You know, at that point in time, it's like that's a big part of relationships is that give. You know, people say give and take, but I firmly believe in those points we both had to give up on some things. Mm-hmm. Like I had to give up on speaking so strongly yeah. about things and, or you had to, you know, give in some areas where it's like, okay, I actually might need to be this way right. with this.
0: Kind of have to change your perspective. Cause instead of being like, well, why can't John be more like this? Or why can't Candace be more like this? You know, we kind of started to learn from each other and kind of adapt certain things. So where we're kind of meeting on the middle of yeah. things, or if it's something that, it needs to be more like a, a strict thing Then I can enforce that or if it's something that could be more laid back, we kind of, you know, take turns. Um, you know, we didn't take it so much as a personal attack, no. I think.
1: It took some time. Like, if it would feel, you know, at a moment, it would feel like personally, like, if I say something or I feel like, oh, something needs to be said here or something to be done here, it could feel like I was personally attacking you mm-hmm. because... What I see is something that, you know, is important. You might not, it might not be that high on your scale of importance. But, you know, it's like learning to actually hear the other person out. And it's when we really really got in touch with hearing the other person. Like, really, like, because we love each other so much, it was really important to us that we didn't want to make the other person feel like, they should just be silent
0: Right.
1: you know nobody wants to feel like muzzled or silent so we love each other and we care about each other so much that it was definitely important I want you to be able to bring a concern to me I don't want you to feel like oh wow well, I, I didn't like this but I'm not gonna say nothing because I don't want no I'm like no that's not like I wanted us to have the same amount of joy you know in the union and it was like so when these th- little things would come up it was like yeah Initially you respond to something. I know I did. i would react a certain way and then like five, ten minutes later, I'm like, okay. Like you know what I'm saying? I can't let that just be it. But it really we stopped being about what we were feeling and looking at the other person. Right. So when you if I'm upset about something and you're invested in me to the point that you want to hear what I'm saying, but even when I'm saying and I'm expressing myself. I'm concerned with how you're feeling from what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, yeah, this is how I feel. And this is how I feel in this instance. And I feel like I'm right. But how does she feel like right now? Or, you know, it's like trying to understand you. Instead of defending my argument for whatever it is we could be discussing, I want to make sure I'm received, but I want to make make sure that you're not silenced. And I want to make sure that, you know, it works naturally. Like, even like, you know, today, like, you know, the the us working on the podcast kind of got pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, okay, yeah, I was a little annoyed a little bit, but it was like it wasn't to the point that I didn't want to stain right. the day because of that. It's like it was a conversation, it was expressed, and then we moved on. And like, I didn't want my b- body language, everything, to like deteriorate your day or to irritate you in any type of way, and then that carry over later on to us. And even you, you came and asked me, and I told you, and then it, it didn't end up with anything. It wasn't no, oh, well, you always this right. or that. Like, we definitely, in time, have learned how to communicate, you know, with each other way more effectively and from a softer space and from our hearts.
0: Well, I think it comes with realizing we're on the same team. And we always say, like, keep the main thing the main thing. Definitely. So, it's like, we want to be together. You know, we want this relationship to last. So, you know we do everything we can to, at the end of the day come back together mm-hmm. you know so i think that's important
1: yeah oh, we lasting baby <laughs> so that that's you know talking about you know dream you know versus reality and it just says the faith during trials like at these points in times right like we were just talking about where we were at eyes and, you know we didn't see eye to eye or it was kind of before we could get to that part where we could communicate with each other and, you know, and I could be mad but I could talk and express myself but still hear you and vice versa, you know, there was times when that, you know, before that communication was able to take place like that, it was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like at any given moment you're relaxed and you feel like everything is okay and then I come out of nowhere to you and I'm just like... What's up with this? Why is this like mm-hmm. that and everything? Or, you know, because you're more easy going and I'm more observant to certain things that like I'm looking for something and I'm proactively like, no, that shouldn't be the case and everything where you're so relaxed. But during those times, you know, where it was tense mm-hmm. or, you know, we might've been at odds for however long or short it may have been, it still was a time of odds. What, what would you say, how did faith really pull you through those moments?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll probably have to get into this more in depth, like, at a later time. Yeah. But I know um, God had kind of revealed some things to me about the man that, the husband that he was bringing to me, you know? And so, being that I do have a relationship with God, like, I can't quote every Bible verse or can't do all that, but I did get a revelation, you know, earlier last year about a husband and that you, you being my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, I put that together, you know, later, but standing on that, you know, and not letting, you know, knowing that the enemy wants to tear your family down and the enemy will attack a black man, you know, as the family head. And so just remembering to come back to that, the faith that I know you love me. And I know that, you know, you're my husband, you know, I'm your wife and knowing Absolutely. that the confirmation that I've had through, you know, my talks with God, the confirmations you've had with yes. your talks with God. So I have to keep on remembering to go back to that. So even just like in the story with Joseph, you know, even when he was, you know, thrown in jail, mm-hmm. he was thrown in the pit, he was had in all these unexpected bad situations that look bleak. Through the verses, they always said that God was with him. And so through everything, I always feel like God has been with me in this journey. And I think if God remains with us, which a lot of people leave out of their relationships, but if God remains with us, then there's no storm that we can't weather. There's nothing that we can't, you know, get through if we hold on to God and our faith and the promises that he has given us.
1: Amen. I definitely... (laughs) definitely agree with everything that you just said and that is definitely one thing for me that exercise uh, exercising faith first and foremost like I had to exercise faith for this relationship because before him when it was when you had your walls up I told you that there were things that came to me and I knew Mm -hmm. I told you I like he
0: told me he knew and I was like wait I don't (laughs) know I told you I knew that you
1: know I know I'm supposed to be this way for I no. I'm supposed to do this and I told you that's when I started to think about what's my job I told you I knew that you were my wife like it became very clear and it was I know that because I know from points in my life previously to where I said somebody was something to me or something and it was forced And this was something where it was, it came to me. And then I told you, like, it tore at me that I had to have, like, my prayer life has really gotten great. Because I remember having a prayer and I was just like, God, am I seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing here? And then I had to, like, do my own little assessment, like, Mm -hmm. to know, I'm like, okay, is this true? Do I really love her on this degree? Like, let me give me a scenario. And if my answers are right, then I know. But if not, then I know I'm just like, okay, I need to cool my boots a little bit in this infatuation. And, you know, we really work through that. So I believe that, you know, faith played a big part in the beginning and it played a big part, you know, throughout and currently still is because those things never go too far from my mind.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I'm saying? So if, even if it's a situation where I'm kind of like, Oh, you're getting on my nerves, and it could be something for something silly, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to go for a walk. I'm about to go for a ride. <laughs> my ride literally be down to the stop sign and around the block, and then I come back home, cause it's yeah, like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> cause I'm like, it's no. First and foremost, I'm not about to be gone and missing or anything else like that, and I'm not gonna ever get away from that thing that we say, keep the main thing the main thing. So it's like that's my faith makes me. Keep with that, and I believe that God is behind every action that is supporting what we are building together. I agree. Okay, so we talked about exercising and going through using our faith during some of the trials and you know bumps that we've had to experience so far. So, we talk about our lessons what lessons have we taken away from our journey so far?
0: Um, well, going back to what this topic is about with the list, I think a lot of people have expectations in their head of like, you know, what a relationship would look like, what a boyfriend is, what a husband is, what a girlfriend is, what a wife is. And I think, um, really learning each other, having a lot of communication, um, and just working at it. I think a lot of people think relationships are easy, you no. know, and they're not. Or you think they're not supposed to be hard. And, you know, you do have times that come up where you will have to put in that extra work. Um, but it's worth it, I think, if you definitely put in the work.
1: Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's just, I think that, you know, when it comes to relationships, people see the the glorious moments mm-hmm. right? so you know like social media wise everybody's those relationship goals mm-hmm. posts, which i have always found annoying because it's one of the things is you know you're looking at the visual and right. you say relationship goals but the problem is you don't know behind doors what behind they really closed doors you don't know what it really go through you don't know how much you see i mean it, even outside of relationships right. just people just generally posting and it's like that's not their life for right. real so, you know, you see a relationship, you're talking about relationship goals or whatever. You're talking about specifically that yeah. moment. You see somebody at a beach with their arms around them, like, oh, relationship goals. i like, you can't have somebody yeah. give you a hug on the Everyone beach?
0: Everyone always going to post. And even selfies, everyone, you yeah. can take 20 pictures, you're going to post the one that looks the best. So same with uh, couples and relationships, you're always going to post your happy times, your good times. No one posts when you're in an argument, yeah. screaming at each other or anything like that. Um, even John and I recently, we were on a post, it's like me and somebody else's son, yeah. like we got made into a, like a Not meme. Not one of the memes, yeah, so. <laughs> but it's like we, you know... People that can say, oh, I want that. Do you really want that? Do you know what all we've had to go yeah. through to get to this yeah. point? And so I think, um, again, going back and just tying it all in is that, you know, the journey is your transportation to your dream. Yeah. You know, just don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on what God wants to do in your life. You know, the journey is part of the process and it, it requires a journey to get you where you need to be, you know, so just enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I just think, you know, like I said, we see the glamour spots. You see the dinners, the romantic dinners. You see, like, taking trips Ooh, and everything vacation. else like that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but those those aren't the meat and potato moments. Right. Of what the relationship is. <laughs> relationship is is, you know, <laughs> you tired and then, like, but your mate is sick. And it's like, are you going to give them that foot rub that they need or are you going to? You get up in the middle of the night and go make them some tea, you oh, yeah. know, or even like just oh well, we need to what we do with the kids in this situation and figuring that out. Those are the meat and potatoes that really show what you are made of. Anybody can go do the happy go lucky mm-hmm. stuff, and but it's just like in those trying moments, and no matter amount, no matter the amount of trying moments that we've had, love was always felt. Love was always. There because definitely, even like in a disagreement, I can't walk off a certain way because I immediately like want to come back. Because I can be mad at something, and then immediately, once I walk away and my anger subsides, I'm kind of like, I hope she's she's okay and it's like I got to come back and touch on you then that's when we do the thing like I sit up there and say we'll be next to each other (laughs) we might not be talking to each other at the moment we're next to each other but we'll reach out our hand and you know we'll just touch the other person so we know and then like we just kind of that be the end of it at that moment it's just like okay well we back and now we can have a conversation and get to the bottom of it so I think those be the meat and potato moments it's like yeah the glorious stuff like yeah that's there and those moments that come but if you're not able to do that like perfectly like right now coronavirus situation. Yes, yes. So right now you can't there's no stake forty eight and mm-hmm. all that other stuff and not, so it's like I see a lot of the posts where people be talking about, oh, how you? How y'all couples that live together? How y'all doing at home now? Like, you can't stand yeah. each other. So, if you
0: didn't communicate before, yeah. this time is going to be really rough if you've really been quarantining with each other. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people say stuck with each other. And it's like, you know, this is a chance where you get to be together. You get to learn each other. And so, um, you know, I think this is another trial. It's like one of those where you can, take assessment of your relationship and your family and see, you know, what areas you're struggling in, what areas need to be fortified more, what areas are working really good and that you can, like, lift each other up and encourage each other. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with that. Like, because, like I said, you, right now, with the coronavirus situation, you just, a lot of people have been forced See, when coronavirus took a lot of our distractions away, the mm-hmm. going out, the brunches with friends on the weekend, all of this stuff that we would use. You know, even during the week, people were like, oh, I got to hit my happy hour here yep. and everything. They, all those distractions that they would use, they, the distractions was removed. God basically said, OK, I'm, I'm going to have to make you all sit still yeah. for a while. And it forced you, I mean, we're talking about relationships. Even to it, your kids, It, it came with every relationships with the kids and everything else. Like, a lot of times, you know, right now, a lot of parents are, might be noticing things about their kids that they didn't notice before. Mm-hmm. You know, kids going to school, you're to and from where you might not notice some of their characteristics and some of the behaviors. And now you're seeing like, I never really noticed that they did this or didn't do that or, you know, everything else. So I just feel like it made everybody just kind of sit still for a while and you had to take note of things. And I think one of the issues um, for a lot of people is they didn't want to have to confront some of these things. So, you know, they can't wait for like the outside to open back up. But a lot of people definitely, you know, just like we have, we already built ourselves a certain way beforehand. We invested a lot. We made sure foundation like we worked on foundation Mm -hmm. very seriously from the beginning. Like we out in the beginning, because we had known each other for so long. But in the beginning when we actually started dating conversations started off real deep real deep <laughs> and serious there were you know it wasn't oh so what's your favorite food and everything we had some of that but it was kind of you know okay so you know what do you see yourself in 5 years this and mm-hmm. everything else and what's your take on this situation and everything and so yeah. you know we got and then we really dove into our Dating past, yes, and a relationship's past. So, we Even
0: the stuff that was hard to talk about or hard to admit to each other, like, yeah, really, we just exposed the nitty gritty about ourselves. With some of that was hard, too. Yeah, but yeah,
1: I agree, it was,
0: <laughs> but you know, it was hard
1: to say, and sometimes it was hard to have to hear some things. But it's like you got to understand the other person's wounds, you got to understand where some scars came from, you got to understand a person's mindset from their experiences. But so like
0: how much better do you feel knowing that someone accepts you, knowing all those imperfections yeah. or flaws? So it's kind of a good thing to kind of put it, put all that out there and, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And like I said, it's, you know, don't get so focused on what is the uncomfortable parts. You What you want to focus on is the reception the reception of it, like, how, how can, how will a person receive you in those moments, you know, and it was a, you know, it's, it's a gut check moment for you, because it's, just, even for you to be telling somebody you love them, and then, like, they share something with you, and then your response, you get the story, I'm like, well, I love them, it's like, wow, I didn't know this, or, you know, everything else, so you can see some people kind of might shy away in that mm-hmm. situation, so it's like, those moments are really going to tell you a lot, not, the glory moments you know right but yeah I think um uh, so all in all what did you think about that first the first episode of the you know rip up the list video that we've seen
0: um I thought it was good I um like a lot of pastor Mike Todd's his uh discussions are always really good and it makes you think about certain things and like I said not only you know can it be applied to relationships it can be applied to just life in general yeah. so um, I definitely suggest if you haven't checked it out, we'll post the link.
1: Yeah, we post the link in like the bio, um, for the episode. So definitely be able to click on the link and be able to find that on YouTube. So, next episode. This episode one is in the books. So now we're gonna <laughs> be going in looking forward to doing episode two.
0: All right.
1: In episode two we'll be going over the second part of the rip up the list video from uh pastor pastor todd of transformation church so uh until then i'm john
0: i'm Candice.
1: and uh thank you for checking out the guest list